So as I mentioned, you've been calling for us to speak to CSA and Dr. Fall has given us some of his time. Uh, Dr. Fall, good evening. Thank you for, for joining us here on SAFM. Thank you and good evening. From your own perspective, I mean, how would you describe the last couple of weeks or so? <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> um, look, I think if, if one comes into this position, there's a, there's a lot of things that uh, needs immediate uh, attention, but... I'm comfortable that we've got a structured uh, plan to improve our situation, so that that helps a little bit. But, you know, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of challenges that uh, um, we've got to deal with. Um, but at least I think that we've uh, we've decided on a way forward. And what's that way forward, Dr. Fall? I think the immediate attention was to have a, um, a coaching uh, set up established, and, and that only could happen when we appointed the director of cricket, uh, Graham Smith, and he's done a lot of work in, in, in a week. So for us, the immediate need was to, to be ready to take on, on um, England in the, in the incoming tour, and also to be, to be match ready. Mm. Also, in um, circumstances like we've um, experienced, it's very important that we reach out to our stakeholders, and I've had meetings with, with the majority of our, our major stakeholders. We've also reached out to the um, to the South African Cricket Association uh, and SACA. Mm-hmm. We also had a meeting with them. The board then um, appointed uh, Dave Richardson uh, to review um, uh, and relook if we should not um, reconsider our restructuring of domestic cricket. And then, you know, the day-to-day running of cricket takes up a lot of your time. We were busy with, uh, um, you know, sponsorship negotiations that need, needs to be completed. And, and again, you know, there's day-to-day running. So it's been it's been quite busy. We're going to host the Under-19 um, World Cup yeah. in, in January, February. So that's exciting for us as well. And so that needs to be rolled out. So, yeah, no, plenty of things to keep us busy. Oh, sounds like a lot. When you were approached, did you have to think twice about it, Dr. Fall, or did you feel that it was just the right thing to do? I think what helped is, uh, you know, I, I did do it in 2012 yes. and 13, and, and we were a team team of people that could could turn it around. So that gave me, a, a, you know, a bit of, bit of hope. Um, I think my board didn't anticipate that I might be approached to do it. So you do, you you, you know, in the back of your mind, you do prepare for it. Uh, um, and yeah, I'm willing wherever I can serve cricket. Um, you know, I'm willing to do so. How have things changed since you were in the position the last time out in 2012? Like you mentioned, also in an interim on an interim capacity. I think in 2012 the challenges were a little bit different. Different and and our circumstances were a little bit different as well. We had a very competitive um, Protea team. Um, at at one stage, we were number one in all three formats. Um, uh, we had a very strong test team, and you know, looking back, we now realise you know um, that that was a, a quite a special uh, team. Um, so that that's probably the one difference where um, we have a Protea squad that's rebuilding. We've got a lot of young, talented players, but um, you know, probably inconsistent at, at this stage. Um, so that's that's to me is the, the the one difference um, that's quite significant. I think secondly that back in 2012 we had to implement the uh, Nicholson Nicholson Commission. So that was a clear roadmap, and and we could also indicate to people you know the progress on that. Whereby now the board um, you know had to had to draft um, a way out which. 
which we hope will um, lead to an improvement of the situation. But, you know, um, our governing structure is still being criticized within, um, you know, mm. the media. So that that in itself is difficult to change. So for me, that was the, 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 the major differences between the two. And when you come on board this time around, I mean, were things as, as dire as they've been reported in the media? Look, we've got challenges. I'm not going to deny that. Um, and we've got financial challenges, uh, which we've got to address. Um, and then also the perception, you know, the perception drives, um, you know, your commercial uh, uh, um, capacity. And if the perception of, of the National Federation is not good, then, you know, sponsors react. Um, I, I am pleased to say that we also got a lot of support. We got a lot mm-hmm. of people in, within, within the sponsorship um, space that said, look, we back you and we're still there. But, you know, we, we've got issues that we've got to address. And it will be wrong um, for me to, to deny that. There's some serious challenges that we've got to sort out. And, and what's it going to take to restore the trust in the brand and the sport? Or is it, is it this way forward that you've outlined for us? Look, I think, um, firstly, uh, the board has uh, um, indicated that they will commission a forensic investigation, um, a forensic audit and a management review. And we hope that will restore, uh, and it's done by independent organizations. So that in itself should restore, um, you know, some, some trust and, and faith in the, in, in the national body in that we ourselves said, well, come and review our, our management decisions and that will include the both the operations and the board and you know forensic uh, audit I think is, is so needed we've learned over the years not to do it internally because it it, it, it then lacks um, you know the transparency and prob- probably also the credibility so mm. that is something that we've learned over the years um, to do and we hope to, to build from there uh, um, you know, dealing with the with the with the board itself is a matter for the affiliates and the members' council. There's not much that we can, um, you know, influence on that. I also think if we play better, uh, um, you, you know, it'll bring back trust and, and indicate that things are going in in the in the right direction. And uh, well, you mentioned the sponsors. I mean, uh, Standard Bank has pulled out, for example. Is there any hope that they could come back now that things have uh, have simmered a little bit, or is that one uh, done and dusted? We hope so. I think the good thing with Standard Bank is they've indicated that they're not going to renew in after April 2020. So yes. that, it does give us a, a bit of time to sit down with them, understand their concerns, which I think is justified. Um, but but it, it does buy us a bit of time that uh, at this stage they said that they will not be going on in after April 2020. And we hope things improve so, in, in such a way that we could have a conversation. Um, you know, they're wonderful sponsors. Standard Bank is a great organization to have as a, as a sponsor. They've played a significant role in establishing the, the 2020 competition back in 2004. They have sponsored our hubs. Um, you know, they're a sponsor of Seoul. So to me, that's sad because those are the people that you really want to hang on onto. Um, they understand the sponsorship space. Um, but yet again, we've got to respect them when they say, listen, guys, you know, you're now operating in a way that we feel uncomfortable to associate you, you um, with you. And we hope that we can change that and we can sit down with them and, 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 and go, go forward with them. They're wonderful sponsors. What about Momentum, who've made a list of demands? I mean, well, uh, uh, well who've raised their concerns, highlighting six key areas. How has this been received by Cricket SA? 
Yeah, look, I think it echoes, um, you know, the sentiment of uh, a lot of people um, and a lot of organizations out there. Um, you know, some of it uh, we, we, we're going to do. We're going to do the forensic audit, as I said, and also the review. A momentum similar to Standard Bank, you know, fantastic sponsors, probably saved us in 2003 um, by joining us. And again, you've got to respect their decision. I think they, they're positive. We had a very, very good meeting with them, and they want to go forward. Uh, and we got to see with how many of the demands we can we can deal. There's surely a lot of them that we we can we can tick off. But you know, again, the people involved in momentum wants to be in cricket. Mm. You know, they want to support cricket. Um, they they sponsor, still sponsor the Titans. So I'm sure they want to go on. I'm I'm a bit more positive with them um, because we know the the people involved. But we got to respect their concerns again, um, and and hopefully we can get with them to a point where they definitely want to go on. And if I remember correctly, those are the guys that actually gave us the Momentum Ekasi Challenge um, that was played in the townships there in Gauteng. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful, um, that is correct, but it, yeah. I mean, that is a wonderful initiative as well. Um, I think it, I thought it took cricket, you know, to the to, to, to the people. And, yeah. and we need more initiatives like that, to be yeah, honest. Yes. Um, I, I, I think as long as Cricket South Africa have the appetite to, to take cricket to the people and the capacity, um, you know, these these kind of uh, um, initiatives should be encouraged. There are also the guys from the Willerton Group, the Signfall guys. They're calling for the board to step down. Just on that mm-hmm. note, Doctor Fall, is it is it is it fair for sponsors to make such demands? Uh, and where do we draw the a, line? Yeah, uh, you, you know, I, there is. I guess there is no line. Um, um, you know, uh, their brand gets associated associated with the with the federation. So if it's tainted by association, I guess they they could argue that they also can voice their concerns. Um, sponsors in the past didn't didn't really go that far, but but they invest much more than in in, in the past. Sunfall again is a long-standing um, sponsor. They feel strongly about things. So for me, if a sponsor um, feels so strongly about. Um, the way we operate or we do things that we got to acknowledge that as well um, and in and, and, and a lot of cases you know it, it's not an isolated um, request uh, or demand if, if, you, if you like from sponsors so you know it, it, it does put a mirror in front of us as well um, you know it, it's difficult to say where, where, where there is a line um, some sponsors say look it's not our space but let me tell you um, even if they um, don't say it publicly they then also you know don't continue with sponsorship so it doesn't really help you you know mm. if, even if your sponsor don't say it publicly if he's uncomfortable with you he's not going to renew anyway is it a matter of who pays the piper calls the tune? <laughs> uh, look, I must be honest. Um, you know, a, a lot of the relationships uh, is a true partnership. Um, mm. But you know, uh, we live, also live in a society where there is a demand for a, a, a level, a certain level of, of governance. Um, and to be fair, we got ourselves into um, uh, this uh, this situation. So. Um, you know, you can't really say that that sponsors um, don't or, or overreacted in a way. You know, we got to fix it. We we we, we got to be um, we got to provide sponsors re- reasons to to stay with us and to back us. Mm-hmm. I do think it's fixable. I I I think um, even in 2013, there's a way that we can move um, out of this. I I think the major concern here was. Um, you know, revoking the the accreditation from 
from um, journalists. Yeah. Uh, I think we got it horribly wrong. If there was a, ever a price of, of getting one thing really, really wrong, we would have won it hands down this year. Um, and, and, and in a way, it also celebrated um, South Africans and, and, uh, and, and the absolute um, acknowledgement of press freedom. You know, yeah. I, I didn't know it was going to be, be so severe. But, you know, that's a great thing about our democracy. Um, you know, the people speak. And, and in this in this instance, we've now realized that, you know, the freedom of press is very, very important for, for people. Got to agree with you, with your sentiments there. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Press freedom is very important um, in this country and is a serious issue. And you can't just uh, cancel people's accreditations uh, just for the sake of it. For those who've just joined us, we are talking to Dr. Jacques Fall, who's been put uh, in charge of Cricket SA on an interim basis as the CEO, just outlining some of the plans and some of the structures that they've already uh, put in place and just giving us a bit of background on the state of the association at the moment. You're welcome to send your voice notes on 061. 4104107 or you can call us on 0891104207 if you have any questions. We've got a voice note that's come through here. Let's listen to this. Uh, good evening to me, so good evening to Mr. Jacques Four. You're speaking to Libra here in East London. Uh, when I read the Cricket South Africa Integrated Report, which Tabis, you said we must go to the cricket website and read it, I read it very, very well. You know, I read all the pages and um, I saw a page that uh, talks about the FTP, uh, the Future Tours Program. And uh, there, Cricket South Africa talks about how the FTP has not enough content uh, for them to, you know, and they say that most of their income come from the inbound tours which come to South Africa. So how, how, how you know, and also I read an interesting thing that says there, uh, most of the income comes from England, India and Australia when they tour South Africa. Uh, how are they going to make sure that the Mzanzi Super League becomes a success to make sure that they do not only depend on those inbound tours, but Okay, that's a, okay. Thanks for that, uh, Libra in East London. Uh, that's a common question, actually, Doctor Fall. The Mzansi Super League. A lot of people have been saying that it's bleeding money. Even the the suspended CEO was actually on the show saying that they're accepting that they're gonna make a loss over the next couple of years in the Mzansi Super League, but it's something that they have to do. Where do you stand in in, in that debate? Yeah, I thought it, it's a very good uh, um, a, a voice message um, and also shows some great insight into yeah. um, how we generate our revenue. So it's to the FTP, the Future Tour Program. We get our broadcasting rights income from home um, tours. So, and, and India is very big and, and England and Australia as well, but India is, is the big one. So that is how we generate our, our income. Uh, so if you don't have enough content in the FTP, of course you can't sell because that is, is literally a product that you're selling mm. um, through a lens. Um, the MSL, I think, is a fantastic on-field product. Um, and like all the other T20 leagues in the world, um, initially it doesn't even break even, and uh, let alone make profit. So mm. it's something that we got to monitor. Um, we don't have the luxury of carrying this product over a long period of time if we, we don't monetize it properly. It's, it's just not possible. We don't have the, you know, the reserves to do it. I think the very good thing about the product is um, towards the later stages um, of the tournament, it, drawed, uh, it was drawing very good crowds, which is very, very good. We know the, the number of viewers are very, very high, so that's working our favor. And, and you know, our, our task is to monetize it. Um, it's literally one of those things that you cannot continue with something that doesn't um, at least break even or 
at least have a palatable, um, you know, loss situation. It is a fantastic product um, on field. I think it does really, really well, and it showed this year, and people embraced it. Um, you got to compliment, uh, you know, people from Paul um, and, and, and surrounding areas. But it's a financial reality that if it doesn't um, improve, um, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid we seriously got to look at, um, you know, the sustainability of the product. Hmm. Let's uh, also talk about the board. You've mentioned the board. What's the status of the board that now, since there's so much pressure on the board? Uh, so that we saw this week the Western Province Cricket Association, I think they met last night, also adding its voice, supported by other unions, calling for the board uh, to be dissolved. Yeah, that's correct. You know, we've, we've had a, a number of, of um, boards actually publicly voiced that they feel that the, um, you know, the board should also take accountability for, um, you know, some of the events at, at CSA. Um, and, you know, it is dealt with by the Members' Council. So the Members' Council is, um, is, is the 14 presidents of the affiliates that get selected. Um, the board itself is then the seven presidents from the Members' Council and five independent directors. So if if it gets dissolved, then the seven pre- presidents still remain on the Members' Council. I, I don't oh. think people sometimes understand our two-tier structure. Um, so what then happens is your your independence will, will, will fall away and then also your president and, and vice president um, I would imagine I see some of the suggestions says then there's a steering committee that runs it into interim. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen what is the way forward. I guess there's different ways that you that you deal with it. Mm. Um, and, and you know that's the factual situation. Now it is within the the um, the members council, which is the affiliates representing. You know, basically, if, if you like all your cricket um, playing provinces, it's within their right to to recall the board. Um, a bit like a shareholder situation, and and you know, you know, as a full time employee or, no, or interim uh, employee, let me rather rephrase that. Um, you know, we we work on the instructions of both the members' council and the board, so. Um, hopefully this will be um, resolved at some at some stage, and then you know we we got to see how the members' council deal with this. It's it's within their power. So if I understand you correctly, if the board is dissolved, then they go back to their unions. They become part of the members' council, and they still make the decisions. Yeah, look, the board actively runs the operations um, and the business of, of cricket. So the board is then dissolved. But your members' council is, is, is almost your, your shareholders, and that's represented by your, by your, um, you know, your presidents. So uh, that's not dissolved. Your members' council is still the shareholding within, within Cricket South Africa. So the seven, seven presidents will then just, well, they'll only serve on, on, on the members' council. They serve now on both. Mm. Both the um, the board and the members council. You you mentioned that you've been having talks with the South African Cricketers Association, uh, and what are the talks about? What, are, what 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 is your view on that proposed restructuring of SA Cricket that was proposed by the suspended CEO? Yeah, I, I, I think it's wrong to say he. he, he um um, you know, he drove it. It, it. Again, that is a decision by the members' council that mm-hmm. um, you know that's their powers to decide on the restructuring. And there's, of course, a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of support for it at the, at the time. So it wasn't the the previous CEO that that made this, the, the decision. He might have recommended it, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it's a members' council call. Um, so that is the problem. You know, that's the the, the pending um, legal issue with SACA and. And, you know, our issues with SAC is not going to um, 
disappear if we don't resolve that. So should we continue to restructure, um, then the court case will go on, probably heard in February, February, March, and, and a court will decide um, if it's if the claim is true that we did not um, consult with them in terms of our recognition agreement with SACA. So SACA claims you that you guys, um, being uh, the members' council and, and cricket South did not consult with them as per the recognition agreement, and then we'll have to await it. Now, the Members' Council and the Board in a joint meeting has decided to task Dave Richardson. He's a very experienced um, and at at cricket administration, you know, he's a previous um, ICC CEO, to just relook. Does it still make sense to, um, you know, uh, to restructure? So, so should I decide now we're still going to restructure, the court case will continue and our, our issues with SACA, um, you know, will remain. Should they then decide now, well, we, we, we're not going to restructure, then we, we of course, um, will sit down with SACA and, 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 and get a way forward. Now, SACA has agreed to that. They say if you revoke your, your um, uh, restructuring, then we're willing to sit down and, and, and have a chat with you. I, I am glad to say that we are at least meeting with them. We are talking to them over the phone. We realize that, um, you know, the losing sponsorship also affects players and the incomes for players. So, um, you know, I definitely don't have a, a personal issue with, with um, either Andrew Bretzka or Tony Irish. I go back a very long way with both gentlemen and, and, and I think there's mutual respect. But, you know, while the pending court case is there, I don't think that issue is going to move, move in mm-hmm. any direction. Hopefully that uh, it will be either resolved by the court, um, you know, giving us an indication, or um, by Cricket South Africa Members' Council deciding then, you know, to revoke their decision to, to restructure. Okay, we're still talking to Dr. Jacques Fall, the acting CEO at Cricket SA. Let's go to the voice note. Evening, there, Tabi Sotulania from Holland. Congratulations to Mr. Jack on his position and also great selection when choosing Grant Smith to be the leader of South African cricket and Grant Smith for also choosing people who have played the game, who have mastered the game to also lead South Africa. Congratulations on that decision. Hoping to see good results in the next coming seven to eight years. But for now, let's just focus on the tour and play cricket. Thank you. Okay, thanks for that voice note, Tulani. On that note, Dr. Fall, uh, you finalized the appointment of Graham Smith. Um, w- w- what did you say to convince him to take up the job, considering that he seemed that is doubtful? Or maybe when you came into the position, how close was he? How far was he from taking the job? Look, we have, uh, we have negotiated with him. Um, Graham is, you know, if you to profile the the, the ideal candidate for director of cricket, you know, um, and and I, I think if you Google it, then the word Graham Smith will come up. He is just credible. He's a natural leader. He's a highly intelligent individual. He's got a, dry, a lot of drive, um, and he and he and he's got a, he's got a big presence. And you know, he captained the, the side very successfully for um, eleven years. So. Um, I think Graham Maddie had his doubts, um, and and I, I got to say that I think Graham will go on long term. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly believe that. Um, but you can't really blame him with everything that's happened at Cricket South Africa that he's got his, uh, that he had his doubts. Let, let's be honest. He's worked tremendously hard, um, you know, to put this coaching staff together, um, and management staff. Uh, and, and I, you know, I've got to compliment him on, on the tempo and the pace that he worked because he worked really, really hard. You know, people think you write down names. Um, and then, you know, people coach, but we had to re- get uh, Shah Longerfeld released. And, yeah. you know, people focus on all these, um, you know, big name coaches, but there's support stuff that we had to confirm. We had to get a, a squad selected. So a lot of hard work behind the scenes. He's a fantastic man. And, and I just hope that, uh, um, you know, he, he'll be a long-term uh, um, appointment. I am confident that he um, that he will do so. Um, but, yeah, no, a lot of compliments. And uh, um, I worked with him in 2012, and over the years I got to know him, but he's a strong leader, and, and, and he... You know, he makes decisions, but which we need. To, he also makes brave decisions, um, which which I think is is is, is wonderful. Um, you know, when when leaders sit down and 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 they they take their responsibilities serious. Um, you know, I I know the debating that went into it. You know, so people would comment, "No, he's just getting all his friends and all that." And, and I think it's so harsh. Mm. Um, if you look at the at the profile of the people that he that he got in. Um, uh, um, to to help us, you know, it's not like he, he's got somebody unknown that we've never heard of. That's his mate. That's now currently in the in the coaching coaching setup. You know, the people that have appointed are very credible people. Um, so, I, I think it'll have a positive impact on our cricket. Um, well, a lot of people have highlighted the fact that this DOC position is an administrative role. Do you agree with that? And if so, then what would have given CSA the belief that he would be the right man for the job, considering that uh, he hasn't spent so much time in the office? For me, I think cricket knowledge is the most important uh, um, requirement for the for the job. You know, writing memos, we, 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 we've provided Mr. Smith already with a PA, you know, that mm-hmm. we can do. It's what you write in the memos. Uh, um, it's it's almost uh, to think that uh, you know a heart surgeon also I guess requires um, you know a bit of admin, but the main job is to to keep the patient alive. So there'll be a lot of administrative support that we'll we'll give Graham around it. Um, he's got to re- re- look uh, relook our structures and he's got to make us competitive again, uh, again all, all the way down. Um, a bit like Andrew Strauss did with England, that and he did so well. Um, you know. <laughs> He's a he's a very intelligent man. He's hardworking, so I guess it's easier to to um, teach him administrative skills than to um, teach somebody international cricket. And 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 I think this is where we get it wrong. Uh, sometimes you always have one end of the stick. You know, we could have appointed somebody with an MBA uh, and a lot of admin administrative experience, and and then say to him that. Uh, you know, please appoint a coaching staff, and he won't be able to do it. Um, you know, cricket's our core business, and that is the core requirement. So I'm, I'm conf- confident that we'll provide him a lot of administrative support to to make it a success. And and on that note, then why did he sign just a three month deal, and why did CSA agree to it? Look, I think the first first thing is that we really want Graham involved um, and, and we believe that he will go past the three months. Um, he's got commitments with um, 
with with the IPL. So that's that's at the end of of three months. We think here in three months it might be a huge impact. It might be a huge impact in impact in one week. Um, and and we got to respect the, his his approach to this. Is let's see how many of your things you can sort out in this three months. Let's see in which direction this is going. I'm confident that um, we're going in the right direction, and Graham will stay on longer. Um, he's got a lot to offer. And what will he be judged on over the next three months? Is it just the tour of England? Look, we also got Australia and and, uh, um, and Austra- yes, of course, and yeah, India. We, we we also yeah. Look, I, I think it's one of the things we will, we will see. You got to be fair. Um, you know, it's a strong English team, um, but I I think we can compete and and, and beat them. Um, but you know, he's also got to look at uh, all our other structures. Um, but you know, professional cricket's what what happens on the field. Uh, um, I think we've got to be a little bit fair to him, but uh, um, it's a harsh industry, isn't it? It's a cutthroat industry. Uh, you know, your your results gets um, reported after every after every match. Uh, um, luckily in cricket, we also have draws as a result, so it gives us a bit of leeway. But uh, you know, he'll definitely be judged um, on it. But also, uh, you know, the way that he's impacted on our on our um, structures that is something that we will definitely um, review. You've already touched on Mark Boucher. His coaching credentials have been questioned because we've been previously told that a national team coach needs a level four certificate, which he doesn't have. Um, have. Have things changed as far as requirements are concerned at Cricket SA? I don't think it's a requirement that you need any any form of uh, formal qualification, a level three or level four. I've got a level three, and I've I probably can't coach a franchise. Uh, um, I'm sure you can uh, coach so the Titans. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We've got a very good coach now in Manla. So, um, um, look, I, I I think it's a recommendation that you you and and it's a very good thing if you go through your um, through your levels and 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 you, and you coach. So Mark started off with the Titans. He was coach of the year the first two years. He won five trophies in three years. So he's obviously got something, um, something really, really special. And I think people just get fast, fast tracked um, because of that ability. Again, you know, it's either you can do the job or not. Uh, um, and and if he couldn't win trophies and he can't develop players, you know, under his watch you had at at Aiden come through, you had Lungi and Gidi come through. Um I think Shamsi has established himself through it. So um you know, they, if if you can do that without the qualifications, people are gonna give you a go. Um, you know, they we've seen it with Sean Pollock that worked with the Mumbai Indians, um, Jack Callis coaching Kolkata. Um, I, I'm for one, believe there is a, there is a, um, um, uh, definitely an opportunity for any career coach that, uh, we had Rob Walker, very successful, mm. never played for South Africa at the Titans. But again, you know, if, if he can inspire people and he can make them better, um, you know, without gaining those qualifications, we result driven. Um, if, they, if they're really good at, at what they do, um, you know, there's probably a lot of level three, level four coaches um, that I think are, are wonderful coaches um, that can can do what uh, most coaches can do. But we be comfortable with with uh, with um, you, you know his track record. Mm-hmm. If he didn't win trophies and he, and he didn't do so well, you know, I'd, I'd question it. I'd say, but how can you say this man is a is a good coach? But you know, once if you win five trophies in, in in three seasons, you know that's unbelievable. Jacques Callis has also signed a sh- uh, for the summer. Has signed a deal uh, for the duration of the summer. Is he also going back to the IPL? 
Yeah, I think so. So that's very short term. We um, we were hoping for Ashville to take up the uh, the batting um, batting coach position. Um, he's a you know I, I think he's a very good coach and, um, and and he would have been a very strong candidate. But I, I I'm happy with him at the 18. He's a hard man. He he, he wants to win. And some people are just, you know, they they head coaches. You know, they uh, they want to walk in front. They want to take that responsibility. Um, so in the short term, we needed somebody. And you know, Jock, again, we think can inspire our squad. He's definitely, um, you know, qualified to do it. But that position, you know, it just all needs needs to be filled. And now um, you've mentioned there's a sentiment during the rounds and picking up some steam that this is a reunion of the old boys club mm. with others saying it's jobs for pearls. As CSA, what do you make of this feeling? I don't think it's any different to Australia or England. If you look at, at some of the coaching setup um, um, that's, that's done there, um, I'm, I'm not sure how close they are. They definitely have played together. But if, you, if you've played for about 15 to 18 years, you surely have a lot of pals. There's not, not many people that you then can select that you're not, uh, um, um, that you don't know. Um, but, you know, they got to deliver on on the field. I'm happy if they get on well, but they they still got to deliver. I think what is you you got to say that, um, and you got to assess it like this. If you look at Jock Colors, you got to say what a shocking appointment. What profile does this man? He surely only got it because he's friends with either Bouch or. Uh, um, or Graham, or Graham Smith. Smith, and it's not the case. I mean, the man's a legend. He's an absolute legend. Um, so that's how you got to assess it. Again, if if we if we appointed Peter Pan and we he's a golf mate of Bouch, then we can question it and say there's no way that man this man can qualify to coach us. But the two gentlemen that is claiming that it's you know that it's friends, um, you know, they got strong profiles. You know, they. Uh, people that you want to get involved within the national team. But, you know, they still got to create a, a winning culture and, and make the proteas better. So it doesn't mean if they pals that uh, that obligation has disappeared. So we hope they go well. Mm. Uh, look, South Africans are passionate and, and, and they're outspoken. And, and we wouldn't prefer it any other way. We make them really angry and we, we make them really um, happy. So, you know, if you take, take the time to even comment on, on that in social media, it, it means that you care. Mm. Uh, you might not always agree with us, but we really appreciate your passion and also the fact that you care about it. And we value people's opinion. You know, we operate in the public space. Um, I'm, I'm sure people have a, have a lot of, um, you know, opinions on, on soccer and rugby coaches as well, and they're, they're not all positive. We, we, for one, didn't expect everybody to just uh, agree, but... Um, I must be honest, I think Graham Smith uh, and, and, and Boucher really wants to win. And, mm. and, and that to me is the, the overriding ambition. So I cannot see why they would just appoint a friend if they don't think that, uh, you know, it will give them or provide them a better chance of winning. You know, it's, it's much, it's too important for us mm. to do well. The last question, Dr. Fall, is that uh, Graham Smith and Jacques Carles' stance on transformation has been questioned by many due to their statements in the past. I just want to know if this has been discussed with them to see where they stand now as far as transformation is concerned. Unfortunately, we just have to take a quick break and I'll let you respond after that. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. We're going to speak to Bistam Tawarira shortly. He's going to go play his rugby in the USA and next year. But I just wanted uh, Dr. Fall just to respond on this one, Dr. Fall, about transformation. There are fears that they might be taking the transformation process backwards. Is that something that's been discussed with them? 
I think transformation has always been important for cricket South Africa. And, and Graham was asked this question, and he said, "Look, I captained my country for 11 years, and I had to drive those processes." And I think that's a good answer. But I, I want to tell you the story. I sat down with him, with Fuff, and I said, "Guys, come up with a old support. You know, this, this is your assistant coaches, your physio, your strength and conditioning um, uh, uh, coach, your your manager, your media liaison, your analyst." I think there's a list of probably seven, eight people. And I said to him, write down, you, you, there's no obligation. You write down the people that you think is the best to do this job. So there's no obligation to, to select anybody um, from any race group. You, you write down who you want based on your experience at the Indian tour and your previous tours. And you give the list to me. And then I'll have a transformation look at it. And I, and I wrote it down. And this is literally before, uh, um, you know, they even approached uh, Jack Keller, so they mm. probably had Ashwell in there. And I looked at the list, and I said, what do you think? And I had one white person in it, and one foreigner, which is the analyst. Mm. And the rest of the people were all Indian, colored, black. And that was on merit. Every single appointment I recommended had one white person in and the other people were all on merit, and they were all people of color. And that, to me, was wonderful, because... This is what we want. Nobody wants to put in, be put in any position because of his color. He wants to be there on merit. And I took a lot of confidence out of that. Um, and, and you can add your colors now there as a consultant as well. Mm. And, and if you look at the picture of the people involved, it actually represents South Africa. And that's what we're striving for. There's no way that um, we will look any other way at transformation. Cricket South Africa has got a proud record of mm. making sure that all our teams from under 13 upwards are very representative. Okay. Um, you know, so it, that hasn't changed. Um, I can understand where, why people look at it and they go like, but we hear all these uh, names and, 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 you know, it's anti-transformational. It's, it's not at all. Mm. It's not at all. You, you can ease their fears. You encourage you. all South Africans to get behind us. Okay, great stuff. And starting, by the way, in Benoni on Friday, if you're in and around Benoni, the A-side will be playing England in a three-day warm-up match. So go make a 10 there. Uh, the Invitational side did very well in their two-day match against uh, the English. Uh, thanks, Dr. Fall, for speaking to us and just for the insight and for the clarity that you've given us uh, this evening. We appreciate all the time that you've given us. And we wish you all the best uh, in the job. That's Dr. Jacques Fall, acting CEO of Cricket South Africa.